My name is Hugh Agro. I'm the president and CEO of Revival Gold. We're advancing the Bear Track RNET Gold Project located in the western U.S. state of Idaho. Hugh, good to see you, sir. Uh, very good to see you. Uh, although tricky times, a lot of uh, nervous investors out there. Um, how are you feeling about the markets? Yeah, this is uh, par for the course, right? We're a cyclical commodity uh, in gold because uh, currencies that uh, swing up and down, tumultuous times, uh, inflation unexpected and now being responded to by strong action uh, among central banks. And so lots of turbulence, but uh, turbulence creates opportunity. And we're able to attract solid people because we've got a solid project. We're able to keep those people on the project. We're able to advance it. Uh, we've got drilling going on, engineering studies, lots of work to advance this project outside and beyond anything that the gold price might do. Um, so actually a good time to be working. Well, it's a good time to be working, but here's the thing I heard the um, the other day from a CEO, which was, it just made me think, um, he said, yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of turbulent times, but in actual fact, it's doing us a favor because um, some companies are retrenching, not spending money, laying people off. We've got easier access to people, to drills. We're actually able to get on and uh, do what we want to do. And the inflation isn't such a burden to us. I mean, are you seeing a bit of that? Well, can you at least understand that? Well, first of all, inflation is a reality. And we're seeing our drilling costs going up uh, quite dramatically over the last couple of years. And availability of rigs has certainly been a problem for, for uh, us as well as everybody else in the United States. So I'm actually uh, happy to see a little bit of a, a relaxing of that pressure. Um, we want to get a second drill rig on the project. And if we can find one uh, that uh, works for us, uh, we'll get it going. So yes, creates opportunity for us. We're cashed up, uh, we've got the full crew and uh, we've got lots of drill targets. Okay, um, just want just want to kind of stick with the kind of broader market stuff at the moment, which is um, U.S. Um, government talking a big game uh, about being supportive of mining more broadly um, at federal level. Um, you know, and I'd be, I'd be intrigued to see what you've got to say about you know what's going on in in, in Idaho, um, and yet in, in, with with on one, that's on one hand, and yet with the other other hand, you know, permits licensing can seem to continue to be an issue. So the U.S. seems a very confusing place at the moment to do business. It, it is. Uh, all, all politics are, are local. And uh, I think the key is to uh, identify uh, local interest in exploration and mining, job creation, environmental concerns, and to work with those local interests. And that's what we do at uh, BearTrack Arnett. Of course, we're the largest past producer in the state of Idaho. So we've got a long track record of performance for the community and for uh, other constituents, state government, uh, strongly behind responsible job creation in the state. And so um, I think in our situation, it's pretty clear that we're in a favorable environment. Now, broadly speaking, uh, Biden administration is under pressure. Um, and uh, I think we've got the, uh, the um, interim uh, elections coming up in uh, in November. We'll see how the House plays out for the 118th Congress uh, and, and what happens from there. But um, uh, we start with what's local, and what's local is support for the project and what we're doing at uh, Bear Track Arnett. And, and what's your sense of, um, in, I'm just going to stick with the politics. I do, I do want to move on to gold in, in, in a second, but in terms of the politics, the, you know, Biden administration under a lot of pressure, rate, you know, approval ratings quite low for Biden himself. Um, do you expect the Democrats to actually try to kind of soften that blow by uh, increasing spending? 
um, in, in the US? And, you know, and what does it mean if Republicans do come back in and uh, take the House again? Well, that's a, that's a loaded question for somebody who's a strong believer in the outlook for gold. I do not think that uh, our political system has this, the, the wherewithal, the strength and resolve to combat some of these uh, challenging problems that are faced in in, in modern society and, and and managing currency is the is the one that's uh, of principal interest to me. I just don't think they'll be able to do it. I do think that the Fed will capitulate at some point here. Uh, we saw an increase in in money creation, the M2 supply of money <clears throat> in the period through COVID of about 25 percent. It's no question. There's no. There's no. There's no question about the reason for inflationary forces in the marketplace. To me, it's money printing. Money printing under, un, under, uh, you know, under, um, uh, in, under uh, performs on the on the price of the currencies. The value of currencies undermines it. And um, and so gold, I think, is the place to be. It's uh, proven itself over the long term as the place to be when currencies are being debased. So talk about uh, political resolve. I think uh, you're speaking to somebody such as myself uh, who sees very clearly that political resolve uh, uh, is not there and that um, and that uh, we do not have the support for, for our currencies. Um, I think we're just uh, in, in, a, in a market that's... Um, Favorable for gold, favorable right. for gold equities. Um, if you think about in terms of the leverage that a gold project like Bear Track Arnett has with 4 million ounces of gold open in all uh, in all directions and a finding cost running at $5 an ounce, that is a, a super place to be uh, if you believe in gold and if you believe in um, in, in, in what, we, what we offer. So, okay, the, the, you're arguing the gold thesis um, there, um, and obviously events the past few years in terms of printing money, you, you think would have had a bigger reaction. But the reality is, uh, gold prices come down again in the low 1700s at the at the moment. It's that you know will kind of slow down the M and A uh, activity, which which was heating up a bit for 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 a while. Um, what are the knock on effects for development companies like yourself um, in the context of the timeframes that we should be looking at? Because they, you know, because because right now I think we're measuring this kind of dip in the marketplace, and you know, it's it's risk off, hands off, uh, cashed up, uh, etc. Attitude, but it, the reality is, it's a, it's a kind of short, short moment in time, and these dips have a habit of coming out the other side, and, and off we go again. So, but for you guys in the short term, what does the low gold price do for you? Does it affect you at all? You've said a, a number of things there, and, and we were talking offline about the. Um about short-term decision-making, knee-jerk reactions, uh, you know, and I think this is the time to take perspective. And I, I want to I want to just throw a couple statistics out there. Number one, uh, the pace of global gold production is running at about 120,000, 120 million ounces of gold a year. And meanwhile, the pace of discovery, that is new gold projects, let alone financing, permitting, construction, all of those things, is running at about 10 to 20 million ounces of gold a year. So one-fifth the rate of production. And that cannot last forever. And the success that the junior explorer developers have had in filling those pipelines is unquestioned. It's, uh, it's companies like ours that go out and create these projects, deliver the ounces, deliver the permitting, deliver the construction plans that feed the industry and the industry needs these projects. So big picture, we've got um, a, a brewing storm here for the larger producers that are continuing to produce gold without filling their cupboards. 
The second point is that the price of these Explorer developers has uh, declined precipitously. The average takeover price is running uh, historically in the last, call it seven years or so, has been about $65 an ounce. The average price of these things are trading at today is probably about $30 an ounce. And again, I, I remind your listeners that Revival Gold is trading at about seven or eight dollars an ounce. So lots of value creation. Is there risk? No question. We have risk. We have to advance the project, uh, de-risk it. We're, we're, uh, we're not going to be producing cash for a, a few years to come. Uh, and we're going to have to finance through that period of time. So there is risk. But the return is exceptional. And with this downturn in the market, we've created uh, what I think is a is an even more compelling opportunity for investors. Uh, and considering the fact that uh, in our case, we're funded, we're delivering exploration uh, results and engineering results as we speak. Uh, that's um, that's a that's a pretty compelling uh, timing. And um, so, no knee-jerk reactions here in terms of our operating plans. We continue to deliver. Uh, we're moving on to our second drill hole in the Joss area. Uh, we've been doing the engineering study work that will support our PFS plans. Uh, we've got a great crew working away on the project uh, safely. And um, I think um, I think uh, this is a very good time to enter the stock. Well, well, yeah, I mean, but I think, I think a lot of um, CEOs would argue that, but I want to focus on the bit which actually backs that up and validates it, right? So 4 million ounces, all categories, obviously, but was it, I think it was, um, is it 2.1 in terms of M&I? Is that right? I think so. I think so. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So but let's talk about the, some of the things that you've got, right? You're working um, at, through the kind of PFS process at the moment. The objective of, of that is is what? You know, what, what's the, what are the kind of economics that people should be cognizant of from the PEA and obviously what you're going to try and achieve with the PFS? Uh, so PEA, 150 million of uh, NPV at 1750 gold. And um, so... That is our uh, first phase aspect of the project, $50 million a year of free cash flow. And remember, we're working from a brownfield site, uh, and so we've got a lot of the infrastructure in place already. And so the engineering step, the next engineering step, this PFS, will take us to a point where we can uh, turn the switch on our formal permitting, repermitting uh, process. And uh, so this is the next step in the uh, evolution as we move towards producing cash flow from the first phase project. We haven't given specific guidance on uh, when exactly uh, we'll complete permitting, but we're targeting something in the order of um, 2024 to begin construction and um, and then to produce gold and uh, therefore cash flow. Now, meanwhile, we continue to explore. We've got this large opportunity for a much bigger mill phase uh, of operation. Uh, we, we've got a lot of drilling to do there, and uh, we've started with that in this Joss area that we're drilling right now. Uh, and I can tell your listeners that our first drill hole went through the mineralized zone as expected. Uh, we won't have assay results from that until August, uh, but uh, we're on track. And uh, we've got the second hole coming in now. Uh, we'll head up to the Haiti area. We're going to add to the oxide resource there uh, and then be back down in the Joss area for those, uh, for those high-grade targets underground. Uh, busy season for the book for the for the fellows on site. D definitely busy. I'm, I'm just going to um, work out if you are as nervous as the market is in the sense that you had a plan. Do you have to adjust 
um, that plan in any way? Uh, or do you, do you have to take advantage of market conditions or react to market conditions and readjust that plan? Cause you've kind of got the, 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 you know, heat bleach component here. You've got an underground component and you're sitting on a bunch of infrastructure, um, too. So you, you, in, in, in a meaningful way, you kind of got optionality, right? Um, so have, have you had to tweak the plans? We haven't. Uh, no, we, we, we've taken on board the increased cost environment as part of our recently published resource. Uh, that was uh, in May. We'll have the technical report filed this week. And so that gives us a very good basis upon which to update the PFS uh, from a cost point of view and from an engineering point of view. So I think we're in good shape there. Uh, we're at about 6.5 million of cash, so we're uh, we're in good shape in terms of our cash. No need to go out and try and finance in this summer season where we're in the uh, doldrums. Typically, as you know, the, the uh, gold price moves up in the August September season, so there's some historical seasonality to the gold price and the market. And uh, as I alluded to earlier, I do not think the Fed's going to hold the line on uh, interest rate uh, bumps. Um, I think it's inevitable that the amount of currency that's been printed over the last uh, three, four years that we're that we're going to see higher gold prices in the future, and that's going to bode well for our project. Now, the other thing that comes out of these uh, moments of crisis in the sector, of course, is opportunity for uh, corporate uh, transactions, and we are certainly very active looking at opportunities to bolster our portfolio, uh, to participate in industry, industry consolidation, um, you know, either as a buyer or as a, as a seller. Uh, if we can deliver up a better uh, future for our shareholders, we absolutely uh, want to uh, surface that, uh, those kind of opportunities. And these are the moments when those opportunities arise. So uh, we're, uh, we're hot on the trail. Well, is that a reality? Because, you know, you can obviously equities are down. So therefore, you know, items are cheap. Um, you know, um, you know. I think I think there's no, no arguing that, and there's there's going to be a lot of cash constrained companies with, you know, with varying qualities of, of assets. Um, but is the money around? And have you got the appetite to go and raise money if it becomes expensive money? Because everything's relative. You know, your your, your stock is down as well, right? Yeah, they're down uh, dramatically, uh, and 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 so yes. Uh, uh, we uh, we will take uh, exceptional care when we think about uh, equity funding requirements for for anything that we do and our, our budgets going forward. But but we've got to remember that it's it's relative, and we and we we look forward to the day when uh, you know investors come back to the market and can we create a better uh, uh, upside scenario for those investors. So it's a it's a I won't say it's easy. But I would say there's more opportunity right now than, uh, than, than, than there is when, when times are going well. And I think some of the C and, 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 and D teams have exited the business. Some of the C and D investors have exited the business. And now we've got uh, solid shareholders. Uh, we've got real opportunities. And those that, uh, you know, those that are funded will, will continue to deliver results for their investors and, uh, and, and create uh, opportunity. Again, I go back to the fact that the sector needs uh, to replace the projects in the pipeline. And the only way to do that is through exploration and development, diligent work. And, um, and so if we can position ourselves, uh, with a, with a project of merit, um, it will be rewarded. The, the, the equity investors will come back and they'll be looking for those projects well positioned, which you know, haven't blown up their share structures and that are delivering results, have the team 
in place. Uh, those are the kinds of things that we can focus on. We can't control the gold price. Uh, we can't control what's happening with interest rates, inflation, all those things, but we can deliver on exploration, development, engineering plans, manage our monies uh, carefully and look for opportunities uh, in the fray. Do you know, I, I, I kind of love, I love moments like this when, when, when the wind blows hard and branches fall off the trees because there's, um, it kind of, it's, it's like a clear out in a way. And you, you said it there, the C and D teams struggle and they go away. Um, the C and D um, investors go away. Perhaps the, you know, fair, fair weather investors go away. You know, I don't wish them ill and don't wish them bad. And, you know, no. it's never good to talk about anyone losing money. But at the, but at the same time, it kind of clears the deck somewhat for people to kind of focus on what good looks like again. Um, the bit that worries me is when the C and the D uh, management teams come back again with their uh, fair weather uh, projects. So um, do, you, do you think it's a kind of a good time for companies like self with slightly stronger fundamentals in, in that sense? You kind of expect to have a stronger bounce once the market does come back. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I do. And I think, um, you know, I, I think we'll have created the, uh, the, the we've laid the foundation for that to happen um, by being here, by being visible, by speaking with you, Matt, and, and, and communicating to the, to the market that we are present, we are delivering results, and we do intend to continue uh, performing. So, so yes, I think the answer to that is yes, yes, and yes. 